Welcome to Ag Annex Talks, a podcast brought to you by the agriculture brands of Annex Business Media. Join the teams behind Top Crop Manager, Potatoes in Canada, Fruit and Vegetable, Manure Manager, and Canadian Poultry Magazines for compelling conversations with some of the most important voices in Canadian agriculture. Bayer Crop Science is a proud supporter of influential women in Canadian agriculture. As a member of Canada's agricultural community, we recognize the hard work and contributions made by women to this important industry and support the sharing of their voices, stories, challenges, and achievements as a way to recognize everything they bring to the table each and every day. Three years, 20 honorees, 13 podcast episodes so far, somewhere north of 150 nominees, which is 150 nominators filling out 150 forms, with 150 stories. The Influential Women in Canadian Agriculture program is just one program. One program meant to recognize women who are advancing the agriculture industry, inspiring others, and working together. The agriculture brands at Annex Business Media are excited to bring you another year of stories, advice, and inspiration from women in all aspects of the field. This year, we received a wide diversity of nominees, including farm owners and producers, agronomists, business leaders, educators and researchers, advocates, and more. While our honorees definitely know their stuff when it comes to horticulture, poultry, entomology, crop sciences, and more, they also have a lot to say about leadership, teamwork, mentorship, and working through adversity. We hope you enjoy hearing their stories in these podcasts, which will come out every two weeks. Following our podcast series, you'll also get to read more insights through our special IWCA Digital Edition. And in the fall, we'll invite our honorees back to share even more insights through our half-day digital summit. The first honoree we're profiling is Christine Narona, an entomologist with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada based in Charlottetown, PEI. She was lauded for her research and innovation as a scientist, as well as her mentorship through her position as an adjunct professor at UPEI. One of her biggest accomplishments has been her research in finding more sustainable approaches to controlling wireworms. Her approach of using two different crops to reduce wireworm populations in infested fields became widely recognized in Canada and abroad. Outside of the lab, she's a proud voice for the agricultural community and chaired the Entomological Society of Canada's Equity and Diversity Committee. She's also part of a regular CBC show, What's Bugging You?, where she gives information about common pests in homes and gardens. And as a member of the Charlottetown Rotary Club, she has mentored and supported international exchange students as she looks to inspire the next generation of agricultural scientists. Let's dive into our talk with Christine Narona. Okay, so I'm a research scientist with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. My specialty is entomology, so I work with insects. Um, and generally, my, my research focus is more on developing strategies and Technologies to uh, to uh, manage insect pests in on agricultural farms. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's my um, so my role is mostly to to do research on agricultural farms. Mm-hmm. But how did I get to this point is is uh, is interesting because huh. I I was um, in um, growing up I. Um, I'm not from Canada, so you know I grew up in this in Pakistan actually, mm-hmm. and um, I used to love to look at insects and I was always interested in insects. So um, anyway, like I 
went into science because I really like science. And there in high school, you have to pick the area that you want to be in. So I decided to go into science. And then when I went, I knew I wanted to do research at that point when I graduated from high school. So I went off and I did uh, my bachelor's medical course in uh, agricultural entomology. And that was the turning point in my decision as where I want to be. It was really fascinating just to learn about these insects and what they can do to farmers' fields. And we did have several farmer friends as well. So uh, we, I kind of knew from first-hand experience where, you know, like how devastating insects can be. Mm-hmm. And then I got the opportunity to come to Canada to do my PhD and everything is history after that. <laughs> uh, so what were some of the biggest differences you found with um, what you learned about and what you observed and, um, you know, insects and pest effects on agricultural fields in Pakistan and in that area versus when you came to North America? Oh, well, in that area, they, there's different insects. The pests are different. The plants are different. Right? Ah. But they, they do, they, they can be devastating everywhere. So, you know, like one of the insects that's common is, is it's not the same species, but it's a different uh, insect that belongs to the same group of insects and they're the grasshoppers. So they really, the locusts and the grasshoppers really destroy the crops here. And they, you do have in Saskatchewan and Alberta, you have a lot of grass, grasshoppers that can destroy the crops there too. So there are some similarities, but there's different insects, right? And they all damage a crop in many different ways. So mm. it, um, it was quite, uh, it, it was nice to come and do my PhD here and continue in the field of entomology because where I'm from, women are not really that take that much of a role in agriculture. It's mostly male dominated. So. Mm-hmm. Coming here really opened the doors for me to be actually involved in agriculture. Yeah, I wanted to speak a little bit about that, especially in your early career. Um, uh, I don't know who some of the, uh, your mentors were kind of early in your career, but did you have a chance to have a lot of female mentors um, or um, or male mentors? But yeah, who were some of uh, your biggest mentors early in your career? Not a lot of female mentors in my field of entomology. It was, at that time, it was very male dominated. Mm-hmm. So all my professors were male in my, in my, um, department where I did my, my PhD. There weren't very many female mentors as such. There were female colleagues, but not mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and in, with regard to my professional, um, work, but, Otherwise, like my main mentor in my life was my mom. Mm-hmm. She was an amazing person because she loved a lot of different things. She's, it's not just biology, but she was just such a well-rounded person and she knew so much. So she taught us all that and she used to talk to us about everything. So that's where the interest started growing in many different areas, not just one, but many different areas. So don't don't have too many female. I I do follow some female scientists, but um, you know who are around, but really not very many female mentors or male mentors. I've had. Do you find it's different now uh, in terms of the proportion of women getting into the field? And have you had that chance to be a mentor to other women now? 
Yes, I have. I have had a chance to mentor and, and I love it. It's like not only do I do it with my, uh, as a mentor with, um, uh, with other scientists, but I love going to schools and, and talking to, to the students. And it was really nice just recently I went to high school and I gave a presentation to the students. I talked about what we were doing in agriculture and how agriculture was was um, influenced by, you know, the type of work we do and how we try to um, help the farmers. And um, the teacher later called us and told us that one time, one of the students who didn't even, didn't even think about agriculture is now going forward to, to be in agriculture. So that was really nice to see. So I've, and I've mentored several uh, interns, and um, you know I have seen a big difference as from the time that I started to now. In many different areas, there's a lot more women in agriculture now than there was at that time. That's wonderful. Oh, that's such a nice mm -hmm. uh, full circle kind of experience. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I want to continue on with uh, kind of the focus on your early career. Um, what were some of the challenges early in your career, and how did you grow through those challenges? So, in my early career, um, the main challenge was to to deal with people's perception. So they had a perception about what you could or couldn't do uh, without really knowing you, and it was just that's what it was. So it it was this. It, it was hard to deal with because as a woman coming into um, uh, uh, the, um, a group that was mostly male dominated and then you're from another country as well so it was it was challenging at that time just to overcome that to, to break that barrier of this perception that people had of you and of people from uh, like you. Um, so that was a, a really big challenge that managed to do it. And, you know, you just have to pursue, keep pursuing and keep on track. Um, and eventually you get there. So, but it, it, it was, it, that was the biggest challenge that I, that I faced from, from now, uh, in my early career. Yes. So now focusing on the present, um, what are some of the things that you just like most about your job and what kind of keeps you happy to get up and go into work every day? Oh, I enjoy my job. I, I love what I'm doing. It is, it is, you know, like every day is, is a challenge and it's every day you, you come into work and there is a chance to be creative in your job. Um, I love just coming in and doing the trials and you think you're, you're going to, um, to find certain things and then you end up finding something different so it's, it gives you an opportunity to become really creative in your in your work uh, for instance I'm working with this one insect and we were looking to we wanted to see how low the temperature can go before it kills them because they live underground so we wanted to see like what temperature so minus seven we thought you know that would kill them, but it didn't. And we found insects that survived minus 20, and there was no way we thought that it would go down to minus 20. 
So this was kind of interesting to us. We were like, wow, so that means you can't, the, the winters are not going to kill this insect because of climate change and, and uh, the type of winters that they're having. So we know that that's not a way to actually reduce the population. So we didn't expect minus 20, that's for sure. <laughs> Oh, that's that's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, uh, what's the best advice that you've gotten throughout your career? Throughout my career, what was um, uh, advice that I got was um, don't push change. Mm-hmm. In agriculture, things take a little bit longer to change. That's what my that's what I have seen over the years. Um, it takes a little bit longer for change to happen. So don't push it. You have to be patient with how things are going. Just let let it go and eventually things will change. So don't not be pushed in. Mm-hmm. That was a really good advice that I that I got from you know, from people around and mentors and you know. It's yeah. interesting because it almost works on two levels. You know, you talk about like there's from a social organizational change perspective, and then also from a very literal science perspective, you know, certain things that seem like an eternity to us, you know, science takes time, development takes time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Science takes a lot of time, and it takes a long time to develop a strategy. And, you know, like when you, because in agriculture, you have to wait for, that you have to do trials that are, four, five, six years, you know, before you can really say what's, what's happened, that this really works. So it's something that is, uh, it, it does take time in agriculture to even develop strategy to, to do things that would help farmers to, um, to make, stay in their crop and have a sustainable production system. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to um, women entering agriculture, specifically entering fields like research, or, or even as specific as entomology. Um, what's your advice to women who are entering that field or thinking of entering that field kind of now in 2022? Um, my advice to them would be, you know, um, don't be afraid to take a risk. Don't be afraid to get in. Don't let, don't let other people define who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Take your, uh, go into it, take the risk, um, say yes to opportunities that come. And yes, it, there will be difficulties, you know, it's not going to be a smooth path, it's always up and down, <laughs> you always have problems uh, that show up. But entomology has, has changed so much over the years that I, since I have started. And uh, it's more um, accepting it, the, the whole I think the whole uh, society has changed. It's more accepting and, you know, like, um, there's more diversity in our society now. It's more accepting. So, um, you know, so that's as for entomology, it's the same thing. So, you know, we would, um, I would tell people, don't be afraid to take the risk to get into entomology. It's, 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 um, it's, it's, it's a great area. It's, um, it's where you can actually help people. And, you know, when I started off, um, it was, I always wanted to take 
to have a career where my knowledge could help others. And that's what my goal was in, in my career. That's what I wanted to do. And um, so, you know, entomology is that kind of an area where, you know, you learn about the insects, you transfer that knowledge to, to the agricultural industry and you help them become more sustainable so that they don't lose their crops and uh, the growers don't lose their crops. So mm. that's what I would tell them to do it. Take entomology. It's not, it's a great area. So, uh, you mentioned, you know, taking risks and seizing opportunities that are presented to you. Do you have any examples of maybe risks you've taken or, um, you know, op- some of the more important opportunities in your career that have kind of helped get you where you are? Yeah. Uh, so the biggest risk I took, I think, was to come here, come to Canada to study. Mm-hmm. Um, I left my family. I was, you know, like, 23 years old, and I just got up and left, came, came here to, to follow my dream or my, what I wanted to do in life, I had to follow that. Um, it, it was very tough, it was a big risk, um, it was difficult, you know, like in those days, uh, you didn't have video conferencing or internet and all that, so, you know, if I wanted to talk to my mom and dad, I had to to phone them, and a phone call would be um, $60 for three minutes, that's what it would cost. <laughs> so as a student, you don't have that uh, uh, that money to, to spend, so I wouldn't be calling them every day or, or every second day, you know, like I would restrict my call. So that was difficult because you were alone, you had to make your own decisions, you had to... Um, do everything for yourself, it was just you, you know, you could only depend on you, that's what it was, so it was, it was difficult, um, so that was a, that was a, a really big risk to, to do that, and I hope that everything worked out, and it did, so. Well, we're so glad you took that risk, because you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, can I ask, when you were, uh, you know, considering uh, graduate and postgraduate programs, uh, what appealed to you about uh, Canada? Was it specific programs? Was it something about our specific agriculture uh, that, yeah, piqued your interest? Yeah, so I, I was, uh, I applied to different universities, but I wanted to go to an agricultural university, and I did my degree at McGill. McGill had an agricultural faculty, so that's what drew me to McGill. It was also it's also a university that's well known everywhere in the world. So I um so that's the reason why I, I decided because I wanted to pursue a career in agriculture. And I I really wanted to do pest management, which is uh, what I'm doing right now, like integrated pest management. So um because of that I I I came and I, I ne- I've never regretted my move. I've never regretted this opportunity and it came I didn't expect to be in Canada it was um, something that just happened that I got a, a scholarship to, to come to do my degree um, and you know it it changed my life so that's what those two things you know like my my the, the, um, uh, the course that I took in anthropology and the scholarship that I got is what actually changed my life for, in, for the future. Mm-hmm. 
Well, before we uh, we say goodbye to our listeners, did you have any last words or advice? Or... Yes, I, I yes I do. I I think it's um, agriculture is really um, it's really moving in a in a good direction. I think um, there's um, you know I I think there are going to be challenges, uh, especially uh, with regard to climate change. Because with climate change from insects that are, that are different, uh, some of the best that we have are going to be, um, they wouldn't be able to survive the, the, the temperatures that we have that are going to be there in the future. And some of the, the, the uh, new insects may come in. And so you, you have to keep on top of that, you know, with agriculture and make sure that you know, those insects, the new ones that come in, we know a lot about them. But I think it's an, an exciting time in agriculture. There's a lot to discover. There's a lot of challenges that we that we are facing. But, you know, I, over the years, I've worked a lot with, with farmers, and um, I found that the farming community, too, has become very receptive change, to change, to, to, to accept more more changes and make more changes in the in their production system um, and they're using a lot more technology more precision agriculture that that is happening now you see that you know there, there's uh, GPS units now on their on their tractors they the soil probes specific soil probes to test the soil so although they're adopting it which is which is really really good and I I see agriculture going in the right direction right now, and uh, it's it's going to be a really exciting time in the future to develop these technologies and actually uh, increase production for uh, glo- um, global production. Really, you know, because our populations are increasing worldwide, but yes. we need to increase our food supply, and we have to have to make sure that our food supply is safe. As well, so you know we need to have all these technologies in place. So I think it's an exciting time to be very creative, and you know, like just um, anyone who's going to be in agriculture is going to have a really exciting time. Agriculture is never uh, something that uh, that's going to ever be boring to work in. I think it's always going to be fun to work in agriculture. I agree. I think it will. Well, thank you so much, Christine. You're very welcome. Thanks for tuning in to Ag Annex Talks, the podcast hosted by the agriculture brands of Annex Business Media. You can subscribe to Ag Annex Talks wherever you listen to podcasts or visit eggannex.com to catch up on all of our other episodes.